0: Hello welcome everybody, we're back with another episode of Backer the Net, this time in 2021. Happy New Year to you all, hope you had a great Christmas. I was due to do an episode, I think it was like 26th, 27th, uh, yeah, my days were right off. I ain't gonna explain why, I guess you can all, you know, guess the reason, Um, but yeah, hope you had a great time in 2021. You know, football's back, coming thick and fast. Missed, what, two game weeks now? But yeah, I'm back with your favourite stuff, you know, here to entertain you as much as I can. Um, And yeah, do you know what? I always look forward to Christmas period when it comes to football because not even just in terms of watching, as you guys know, I love FPL, so changing the team so often and whatnot. But I just might as well say now, I've lost all my games over the festive period, so... Those of you that uh, are in the same league as me, yeah, laugh it up, but this is a new year, yeah? Siege mentality now. I'm coming good. We're we're not going to worry about that. But um, yeah, there's some good games to look forward to this game week. Uh, I think today we've got two games. uh, Everton at home to West Ham. And this one is kind of a tricky one to call. Uh, West Ham's away record has been quite decent this season. Everton been on a decent run as well. And at home, they seem to be picking up a lot of form. I'm not sure if Richarlison is fit. Um, if he is fit, I'm sure, you know, they'll put in a good performance and I can't see West Ham causing too much damage to them. Um, I thought the injury to Hammers Rodriguez would affect them, but it hasn't really been that much of an issue for them. They look a sm- lot more solid defensively. Um, they're going to be hoping Alan comes back as soon as possible. But yeah, Sigurdsson has been uh, coming in, doing a good job. So, yeah, now nah, Everton fans will be pleased with how it's going, and they'll be hoping the second half of the season goes on as the last one, or as the end of the first one, uh, finished. West Ham, I think they'll be hoping Antonio's back. When he plays, he makes such a big difference to them. Halle, he's all right, nothing special. But, yeah, they really need, like, a proper focal point in Antonio. And if he does play today, they'll definitely give Everton problems. It's... <sighs> Yeah, do you know what? As you can tell, I'm finding this one difficult to predict. Uh, I feel Everton will win it. Um, I don't think it'll be like a blowout. I'm gonna go for like a narrow two-one in this one. Um, I feel West Ham will score. Probably Sucek, that, that guy, man. Like I never heard of him before he joined West Ham, and him along with his uh, colleague from Sl- or what did he play, Slavia Prague or Sparta Prague? They've been fantastic. Kufal. So, um, yeah, he's been uh, very good and won't be surprised if he gets the goal. He could even get two or an assist. He's that type of player. But as I said, yeah, I think Everton will nick this one 2-1. If I'm going to guess a goal scorer, I'm going to go Sigurdsson again. You know, I think Sigurdsson and a defender, I think they'll score a goal from a set piece. Right, look at me, confident, going to detail in 2021, you know. But, um, yeah, I think Everton will win that one. United play Villa, Manchester United play Villa in the later game, 8 o'clock kick-off. This is going to be a very good game. Um, I thought after I was talking about Villa, after they lost to Southampton at home, I thought the walls had fallen off. I thought they were really going to struggle. I felt like all that momentum they had, you know, when Jack Grealish and Barkley were playing and Watkins was doing better, that yeah, they weren't really going to replicate that type of form. But... They've surprised me. They look so strong defensively. They played last week against Palace, went down to 10 men, and they were still confident. They scored two goals after going down to 10 men. you are right, like, all right, cool, it's Palace, but to do that anyway and keep a clean sheet is a phenomenal feat. So, you know, Dean Smith's doing a wonderful job there. Uh, and at the back, Ponceau missed, I think, one or two games, and Courtney, is it Courtney Horse or Courtney House came in I never knew how good he was. He looks solid. And, you know, Villa looked very, very good. Good goalkeeper, good centre-back partnership. I like Matty Cash at right-back, you know, very good right-back. Matt Target, you know what you get, you know, competent. And in midfield, they look very good. Watkins, right, he's not scoring goals, but he's playing his part. Assist here and there, Triori scoring. So, you know, Villa looked very, very good. United at home, or United in the last home game, you know, they nicked it in the last minute. Bruno assist again. You know, I'll touch on him in one of my latter episodes about the impact he has in United because I think he's been fantastic. Um, and yeah, United at home, you kind of don't know what you're going to get. It all depends on how fast they start. I find with United home games, if it gets a 0 0 half time, They normally tend to have that type of game where if they don't get that last, not last minute goal, but apply that pressure in the last couple of minutes as they did against Wolves, it's kind of that type of game that just peters out after 65, 70 minutes and you don't really see much from that. But um, this is a tricky one. I'm going to go draw in this one, actually. I'm going to go for a 1-1. I feel Villa are going to cause United problems. Uh, They did it to Chelsea and I can see them doing the same to Man United. And I just feel like the likes of Traore Watkins with Greedish in behind, they'll be very tricky for United to deal with. At the same time, United will cause their own issues for Villa. Um, but, yeah, I don't really... I can't see them going and get, getting a convincing victory in this one. So, yeah, I'm going to go 1-1. In that one, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go 1-1. On I say on Sunday, you know, I nearly said that. Nearly messed up. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, I feel... In the first game, Tottenham Leeds, we're going to have an amazing game. Leeds, we all see what they're producing. Like, it's so weird when I watch Leeds play. They literally just go forward at every opportunity. Like, they're 4 0 down, going back and forth, back and forth. And it's like basketball with with uh, Leeds. Bielsa has them playing some crazy style of football. And Patrick Bamford. Still getting goals here and there, you know, apart from the last game, you know, they what they won four, no, five nil. He didn't even get one. You know, for you fantasy football players out there, shame on you. I'm just jealous I haven't got him. That's why. Um, and yeah, no, Leeds are really surprising everyone. I said at the beginning of the season, I believe they'll get top eight. And I'm going to stick by that. I just feel like in certain games, they're going to outscore so many opponents. All right, they're going to get found out along the way. We saw against United when they lost 6-2, but, if they continue to play like that, we're gonna see them dust off teams four, five nil, and at the end of the day, that's helpful for their goal difference. And yeah, I really feel they're gonna come into their own in this uh, next half of the season. Tottenham, on the other hand, you don't know they've kind of hit a little standstill. You know, uh, they played, they lost to Liverpool, and then they drew. Was it Wolves in the last one as well? Conceding the last five minutes from a corner. And I feel Mourinho has to hold his hands up a bit because in these games, they were taking the lead and sitting back. And you thought, just get one more goal and then do what you need to do. Resting on 1-0 in this league is different, man. Like, there's quality in this league. You can see the goal and then you're just like, oh, got a point instead when you could have got three. So, they'll be looking to change that. But man, Leeds are going to come for them. I can just see it. But I just think home advantage, even without the fans, would just tell for Spurs. And they'll be hoping Son and Kane come alive a bit because last couple of games, haven't really seen much of them. But I feel Spurs will win this one. Mm, I'm going to go 3-2 Spurs. I just feel like there'll be quite a few goals, but I just feel like Spurs will pip them. The game following this one, because we've got three games after, I think it's Palace-Sheffield United... This is one of them games like, I'm not even looking forward to. Palace, Sheffield United, you know. Palace, as I've said before, hot and cold, nothing special from them. Zaha is the only player of interest. Oh, okay, Zaha and Eze now, sorry. With the X-Factor in that team. And, yeah, they they win games, they lose games. They just, they never really interest me. I put them in the same league as Burnley and Brighton. You guys already know what I think about them two teams. Sheffield United, man, was it now? Is it two points no one point yeah they've only drawn one absolutely mad like I can have that in this (laughs) let me not even laugh one point that's mad they're going down you know they might as well just switch now and bring up whoever's top in the championship and let them finish out the season because awful awful what Chris Wilder was thinking of coming in with that team into this new season like he was bugging out mate because the other teams have got quality leads came up and we see the quality they have in their team. You know, as I said before, you look at Sheffield United's squad and you just think it's not good enough for this league. And listen, they are in big, 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 big danger of uh, finishing lower than the Derby uh, points tally, which was, I think, was it 11? So, man, they've got to win, what, three games or two games in a couple of draws. I don't know, man. It's going to be close. But yeah, I think they're so poor. And this type of game, I think we're going to see it in this game. I just see no way Sheffield United can beat Palace. If they do, boy, Roy Hodgson really has to be close to getting the sack. They need to change him anyway, I feel, but, boy, his job will really be at risk. I'm going to go a narrow 1-0 to Crystal Palace. I can't really see too much in this game. And as I said before, no excitement whatsoever. After this one, we've got Brighton versus Wolves. Uh, Brighton as you know, one of them teams as well But I like to watch Wolves So this is a game, I'm just going to watch for Wolves I like Wolves You know, I love seeing when they play Neto, Pedence and Traore Who I feel is slightly overrated Or maybe not, let me not even say slightly I think it's very overrated You know, just big for nothing But I feel without Jimenez They're missing a proper focal point up so Fabio Silva's doing his bit but it's just not the same and we can see that in the games but Wolves man you know what you're going to get solid defensively decent in central midfield little nifty players and Neto, as I mentioned before and Brighton gonna find it very tricky to uh, get a victory in this one I'm, I don't think Lamptey's back yet I think he's still having slight issues with his hamstring um, so they're just managing that so if that's the case they're still out I feel Wolves will win this one and the way they lost their last game against United, Nuno will really be getting at them, telling them, listen, we've got to get the three points here. Brighton away, haven't won at home in a whole calendar year, or the whole of last year. So, yeah, I can see Wolves winning this one. I'm going to go 2-0 Wolves in this one, especially if Graham Potter does that nonsense he did uh, the other day against Arsenal when he rested, what, three strikers? I don't know what he's thinking. He's another one that needs to be careful. who will be gone soon as well. The last game uh, tomorrow will be Arsenal away at West Brom. West Brom guaranteed to go down. I'm not even, you know, 50-50 on it. I'm 100% sure they're going down. aladas has come in and they say, you know, his teams never go down. They're going down. That, that End of story. They're mid-Chef United 100%. There's not enough quality in these teams. I watched them against Leeds. You know, all right, cool, fair enough. A, um, unfortunate own goal by Sawyer's, but after that they just capitulated. Every time Leeds went forward, just looked like they were going to score. Leeds could could have easily have got seven, eight goals. You know I mean, you could see Aladice on the side chewing his gum mad fast, just putting more and more in his mouth. You know, panicking over what's going on. Then he come out. Was it two days ago talking about? Oh yeah, should do a circuit breaker. Well, he knows what I've won for his team. That's why he knows what's happening. Um, Arsenal on the other hand two good victories back-to-back. You know, them games were massive, massive. The Chelsea win has given them a bit of momentum. You know, then they went and won at Brighton, which I feel like Brighton's that team where Arsenal, over the years, we've seen what's happened with them. So that's a good mental battle that they won there. And, you know, going away to West Brom, who's just conceded five, they're going with confidence. You know, I'm not going to say they're going to go there and smash them because this is the Premier League, anything can happen. But I feel... If Arsenal go and play even 60% of how they play against Chelsea, they should win this one. Um, Thomas Partey will still be out. But I think Arteta just needs to stick with the same 11. All right, when they start to get a bit tired and whatnot, rotate them as much as you need to. But yeah, no, I feel Arsenal will be happy with how it's going for them and I can see them winning this one. Uh, I feel they're still a bit leaky at the back. I do think they will concede. But going forward always going to score goals so i'm going to go 4-1 Arsenal in that one sunday we've got another three games uh first one being burnley fulham yeah it's burnley you know however i need to stop that on them because i was reading about they've got some takeover coming from an american consortium and i always get interested when i hear stuff like because i always wonder like what standard of players do these teams then go and try and get because if you're a player and then burnley come for you right so i have to pay a big fee and they go yeah I want you at burnley whatever do you really go there i don't know i just don't see the uh i don't see the pull in burnley maybe that's just me uh but yeah fulham they're doing alright you know they've been playing decent football um even before their liverpool draw where they could have easily have won it uh parker seems to have them playing a lot more, a lot better uh defense look a lot more solid midfield they're look, looking alright Lookman's looking very good and him and Loftus-Cheek are causing problems, and you can see it. And I like the whole fact of where certain games they bring on Mitrovic and he brings on another dimension. But yeah, no, Fulham look all right. I feel, you know, maybe two, three signings in Jan, and I feel they could be all right. I think they'll float around 15th, 16th. I take back what I said at the beginning of the season, saying they were guaranteed to go down. But no, they look all right. And Guisa midfield looks very, very good. Like, I heard of him before, but I hadn't really seen him play too tough. And he's really, really impressed me. Um, But this is a hard game to call because we know how Burnley are at the back. They're very solid. And the front two always cause problems. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go a narrow 1-0 to Burnley. I feel like if Burnley get a goal, they're going to just try to shut up shop. Just get that solid 1-0. After this, we have uh, Newcastle-Leicester. Leicester away from home. Oof. Vardy was rested in the last one against Palace and they drew. So, for me, this tells me Vardy's going to go mad in this one. Making me think about wanting to change my team just to squeeze him in. Um, But as I said as well, with Newcastle, you know, we always... We. The newspapers always say, oh, Newcastle, this is their record at home and this and that. No fans. But they always seem to just somehow put in a, defo- a I said a performance, a performance like we saw against Liverpool over there, right? Liverpool by their chances, but Newcastle defended well. You know, we have to give them respect. They did very, very well in that game defensively. They had a couple of chances themselves, and what to keep Liverpool to nil, like that's not easy. I can't remember the last time Liverpool didn't score in a goal. You know what I mean? Or even, okay, not even involved in a nil nil. But um, yeah, Steve Bruce, his neck is always in the line. I feel sorry for him sometimes because. Even if they win a couple of games together, as soon as they lose one, fans like Brucey out. Like I just I think it's because people can't really take two style of play. No one really knows what his style of play is. But what helps him is he has players like Callum Wilson or Ryan Fraser that can sometimes produce the moment of magic, as well as Saint Maximan. So that who they really miss along with uh, Jamel Lascelles. But Leicester man they've got some quality in that team. Um oh, and Vardy, Tielemans and Harvey Barnes is looking very, very good. I think it's going to get to the point now where he's going to start every game and they're going to put him in. And you can see he's got a lot more confidence now. And yeah, I feel if Leicester play their main 11, it's going to be a lot more difficult for Newcastle. And I can't see anything other than uh, Leicester winning this one. So I'm going to go 3-1 Leicester. Latest, Latest game on Sunday, Chelsea City. I think that's going to be a fantastic game thing is with that, we don't know. If you know what I say, it's going to be a fantastic game. We don't even know if it's going to go ahead because obviously City had their uh, their COVID test uh, results and the game was postponed against Everton, which I'm sure Everton were not pleased about. Um, So, yeah, we still don't even know if that's really going to go ahead. But if it does, I'm expecting a decent game. I don't think it'll be high scoring. Um, I think Chelsea, especially with the results of the last couple of games, will try and be a lot more solid. Um, I don't think they'll start Werner again. He's been... I, I think he's really lacking confidence. And Alan Shearer touched on something the other day and said they should just... Get, like, when they get a penalty, he should go and take it, even though he's not the penalty taker. And I feel that's, I feel that's uh, true because he just really needs to get back on a goal-scoring run. I still think he's a decent player. I just feel like his confidence is at an all-time low at the moment. And sometimes when players are like that, you have to kind of continue to give them a run until they get that goal. So, um, yeah, he's going through a tough time at the moment. Havertz as well, the same. Even Pulisic, you know, struggling a bit with him. I think they just need to keep him on their left. But I feel once they get Ziyech back and they've got Pulisic and then up top a firing Werner, or even Giroud, to be honest, I feel they'll, they'll be all right. I think Chelsea will be fine. They're just going through a, a couple of issues at the moment. City on the other hand, away from home, you don't know what you're going to get with them. You can always tell at the opening twenty minutes what type of game it's going to be when they, you know, when they're playing away. So I don't know. Are we going to get the KDB magic? Well, I hope not, because FPL, you know, reference again took him out my team, so I don't want too much magic from him. But yeah, I feel yeah, I feel it's going to be a decent game, a uh, tactical battle, and I'm going to go draw in this one. I'm going to go 1-1. I feel both teams will have a couple of chances and whatnot. But I'm going to go 1-1. I feel what lets City down at the moment is that they don't have that quality up top with Aguero. So if they start him and he is fully fit, then I'll sway slightly towards Man City. Because I don't think Jesus is enough for them. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stick with 1-1. I feel we're going to have a good game in on that one. Last game of the game week, uh, Monday night, Southampton-Liverpool. Liverpool are coming off that annoying draw. It'll be very annoying for Klopp. And also, they drew against West Brom. So he's going to be fuming at the team, going, listen, we're not doing that again. Like, you better be finishing them chances. Salah missed an easy chance. Mane, I feel, got fouled. So that could have been a penalty. But they could have scored quite a few goals. Firmino had a couple of chances as well. So it's one of them where you expect Liverpool to come and just blitz Southampton, score cause some early goals and games finished. But Southampton are playing well themselves. themselves. Um, they need Daddy Ings back as soon as possible because I think without him, they really struggle. I don't think Shane Long's the guy anymore. I don't think he's a Prem quality player anyway. He's a fast runner, but doesn't bring you much else. Uh, defensively, they've got Vestergaard out, which is going to be a big blow for them. And with the pace of Liverpool, and if they try and play that high line, I think they're going to get picked off. So... Yeah, I think you can tell I'm stuck again on this one, isn't it? I'm going to go Liverpool win. I feel, like I said, after the last two games, I think they're really going to come out on this one. And with United putting a pressure on them in the league table, I feel they're going to just come out and put a statement. I'm not going to say seven like they did against Palace, but I'm thinking, do you know what? I'm going to go with it. I'm going to do 4-0. I think 4-0, I think Southampton are going to struggle to score. Because Liverpool, you know, they have been all right defensively. Like, Fabinho's coming and done a decent job. So, yeah, without Ings, I don't think they'll score. So, yeah, I'm going to go 4-0. You know, so those are some good games. I'm looking forward to them. And as I said, the games are coming thick and fast now. You know, we've got FA Cup coming soon as well. And, uh, you know, with these COVID cases going up, we don't know. The games going to get cancelled and whatnot. So, as the weeks go on, we're going to get a lot of Trouble, uh, not, tre- not even trouble, that's going over the top, but double game weeks from different teams. You know, for your fantasy football lovers, we love to see it, you know, put a triple captain on a little bench boost. That's what we want to see. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to these games and, you know, I'll be working, unfortunately, for some of them, but I'll definitely catch a couple. And I'm sure you guys will enjoy listening to this and I'm going to come back with the next one. You know, I'm not going to leave a big gap because I know you'll miss me a lot you know i just had uh, too much rum and coke over christmas um but yeah we're back with another episode we're gonna be doing this and you know what? i feel this year just want to touch on this the predictions are gonna be going a bit better i just feel like 2020 wasn't the best for that but this is the year of redemption you know what i mean so yeah love you guys stay blessed and see you next week <laughs>